Hey guys, I'm Alex, a college student on the West Coast, and you're listening to The Board Student. I chat with college students from all over the place about their life, what they're interested in, up to, and accomplishing these days. Even though we're all studying different things, everyone's got a unique story that's relatable, and we can learn a lot just by sharing them. You know, I think that's kind of like the general understanding, like all programmers or software engineers are the same. Um, And like, that's definitely not true. The same in any discipline, right? Like Mm -hmm. if you ask two biologists what they do, they're probably gonna tell you very different things. On today's chat, we've got a senior at the University of Washington studying computer science. He's an award-winning teaching assistant in the Allen Computer School and worked in four different internships during his four years. That's crazy. Next year, he will be a software engineer at Zillow, and we talk about why he studies computer science, his passion for teaching, and experience working in internships. So have you ever come across a student's LinkedIn profile that is full of accomplishments? Wondering how does someone in college already have four internships and an award, for example? (laughs) Chatting with Aaron, uh, I expected him to have a really thought out plan for his four years, but everything happened one step at a time from how he said. Before we chatted about his accomplishments, though, I wanted to learn more about what he found interesting in computer science. Here's my chat with Aaron Sue. The first word that comes to mind when I think about CSC 143 isn't, you know, create creative, creative thinking. <laughs> I guess I've kind of been thinking about this, too. I'm like, how much creativity is there? Um, I think the big part that is in computer science is once you have all these pieces of knowledge, trying to connect them together to put them into some solution to your problem, Mm. right? Now, that being said, you know, like there are more ideal solutions than others. So like sometimes one pattern will match tons of different problems. Um, Like Dijkstra for the shortest path is kind of the stereotypical one, right? It's like, if you ever need to find the shortest path between two things, you only use that algorithm. I think, when you start dealing with systems or problems or programs that get more complicated, where you have to start considering all these different trade-offs, you know, that's where the creative thinking comes in and the solutions aren't as straightforward or you can't copy them from the lecture slides or Stack Overflow or wherever. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, unfortunately the problem with any intro programming course is you don't have the ability to design or program in things that are at a large scale or where time really matters or where space really matters, where you are being pushed to think creatively in those ways. Um, you know, I guess that's kind of a complaint about a lot of CS courses. Um, you know, yeah. the biggest things we get to are medium-sized projects versus mm-hmm. when you go out in industry, that's where you're dealing with, you know, like one of my friends that worked on the, some Facebook thing that gets hit like hundreds of times a second, right? Then you start thinking at a big scale. Um, yeah. But yeah, I guess that's kind of the, yeah, there, that's kind of where you limit the creative thinking. You have fewer pieces to work with in a course like 143, um, but still trying to piece those things together and make that mental map in your mind, I think is um, is where you kind of get that yeah. part problem solving, part problem solving, part creative thinking. So yeah, the way it's, it's like you're building these tools in your, in your classes 
and maybe that feels a little bit dry i guess it feels dry um but then you get out in the real world and you have this tool belt and it's basically you know you have this big problem in front of you and it's like okay what tools am i going to use to to get to, to fix this problem efficiently that's really interesting that's yeah I think even in like my like security class, one of the thing, one of the assignments we had was like hacking something. Um, and that kind of involved, you know, it was mostly focused on like understanding the security concept, but it was like, I understood a little bit of how the operating system worked, how the operating system worked like from my operating system class. We had to okay. program in C, so I learned that from my um, yeah. kind of lower level classes and like just combining those things, little yeah. pieces here and there. Yeah, that's where the creativity came in. Yeah. It reminds me of, um, I'm trying to learn the guitar right now. Ooh, yeah. Uh, acoustic guitar, something I'm picking up uh, during this. And it, it definitely, you know, it's, 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 you know it's, a, it's a creative, it's musical, um, but not all parts about it are that, like, are that uh, attractive, you know? Like, you have, to, you have to get the muscle memory to hit these notes, and that's just practicing them over and over again repeatedly. But right. then once you get these notes down, then you can you can you can start voicing your notes and and kind of it's not like that's interesting. Yeah, There's I mean like putting things that already exist in the world into a new way or a new light is kind of I guess part of the creative process. Yeah, and whether it be music or computer science or whatever your whatever awesome things people are doing. I'm really curious to take some of these design classes mm. and see. Um, you know, creativity sounds like it's such an abstract concept. Like, how are you going to teach creativity and design? And I feel like it's going to be the same as computer science in a lot of ways, where you're going to teach how to do something that you can't wrap your head around by, by um, breaking it down and, you know, putting it in a different perspective. And then you're gonna be then you're gonna put this new knowledge into different problems. What struck me that was different than how I because I always thought of design as art, like before I came to college. Yeah. But then learning like there's the design process. That's to touch back on your work in like in in, in industry, because you've already had it looks like you've had four jobs already, four internships, right? Yeah, three internships. And the, the teaching job at Computer and Kids. I, I don't know if that, it, the title wasn't intern, but I, okay. I, guess, I guess it was, I don't know. <laughs> um, well, working at small, small, small companies, like relatively small companies like Kernel Labs or Open Market versus Zillow. Definitely the biggest differences are like, um, maybe the amount of, not structure, but I guess like, responsibility you have over the company or whatever project you're working on um and also kind of the culture so like at kernel labs i got to um my main thing was to build a robot um mm. that that served a specific purpose i forget i'm still under nda so i'm just not going to say it um <laughs> but uh basically build a robot and i got a lot of control over that i got to choose a lot of the hardware um from like researching it, I got to choose what language I got to program in. I had to work a lot with the manager and the mechanical engineer um, to really work on the design. I had a lot of ownership over that. Um, at the same time, there were less things that were structured. There were less company resources. Um, budget was smaller, things like that. 
Um, as you said, like things like benefits are usually less. Um, I, I found that experience to be true, um, at least as an intern. Um, and then going to a company like Open Market that was a little bit, that was bigger than that. It was more established. I, they were founded sometime in like the late 90s or 2000s. Um, so that one was like, okay, there's like existing things in place. Um, there's a lot of structure. There's kind of like a way to do things there, um, but not like bureaucratic in any way. It was still like, um, you felt you had a lot of ownership. I was given my own project where I did have a lot of ownership um, over, that one was testing their main API just to see how efficiently they were sending test message, uh, text messages. Um, so I got ownership over that. Um, and then going to Zillow, you have kind of the, you know, perks of a big company, right? Like the more what people would call shallow ones, like free snacks, things like that. Um, but then you also have like, you know, when you, when you see how they approach things, it's like, well, we need to be aggressive right now because we're still a medium company, but we feel like we can grow in a lot of areas. So they're kind of making one big transition that Zillow's making is, you normally think of it as a company that you go online, you look how much a house is worth. Maybe it's your own, maybe it's one you want to buy. And you have that Zestimate there and that's how they've made their billions of dollars so far. Now what they're trying to do is buy houses and sell them at a higher price. Oh, People wow. call that house flipping. They don't like to use that term, but um, yes. Yeah. So now that like they're kind of going in full startup mode for that team versus yeah. I was on a team that was a bit more that worked on their kind of old traditional main income source, mm -hmm. um, which was like ad revenue. Um, so like working with real estate agents and things like that. Um, so you kind of got all those flavors at a bigger company, you get areas that are really hot and trying to do new things. You have things that, um, I mean, I guess my, like my team was still working on new tech and things like that, but it was like the product was a little bit more established. I guess it's just like more diversity and there's, you could definitely feel like there's more of a more structure as you go to a bigger company. Uh, what I've heard, and it sounds like it's a total misunderstanding is uh, like from what I've heard, it sounds like, you know, the software engineering work that you do um, is very similar where you, wherever you go, but it sounds like you have done very different things in each, in each of your internships. It's different problems, it's different team sizes and team strengths and focuses, very dynamic, it sounds like. Yeah, and you know, I think that's kind of like the general understanding, like all programmers or software engineers are the same. Yeah. Um, and like, that's definitely not true. The same in any discipline, right? Like mm -hmm. if you ask two biologists what they do, they're probably gonna tell you very different things. Um, kind of the same with software engineer. I guess a maybe a little bit less so is like at Zillow, I did web programming, both back end, front end. At Open Market, I did back end um, focus and kind of performance testing. And mm -hmm. then at Kernel Labs, I did um, robotics and a little bit of web, but mostly robotics. But my title was software engineer at all three, software engineering intern at all three. So, um, yeah. Cool, cool. And yeah, about robotics, you said that you were into that in high school. The reason I think I like robotics so much and kind of what geared me towards STEM and like that type of thing is the people. And that's something that will come back like when you go for a job. Really, when I was, one of the things I considered when choosing between the different offers I had for full time was really like the people and the team and how that experience was. Um, and for me, that was, um, you know, I saw Zillow as the best option for me given that experience. Yeah. So that's where I went there. But like, I kind of learned that from my robotics team in high school. Like oh, it was, 
probably the most efficient, best team I've ever worked on. And if you look at it on the surface, it was like, it was such a diverse group of people on our like senior leadership team um, that I still talk to a lot. Um, and it was like, you know, like a girl that likes horses, a girl that's into fashion, a, the stereotypical mechanical engineer, the stereotypical electro engineer. Mm -hmm. um, like, and then me who I don't, I don't know what I count as. And it was like, if you looked at us and you said that was a good team, like anyone would laugh at you. It's like, no, these people would hate each other, but we all got along. So, um, so I have good experiences from that and just like yeah. getting to like, I definitely moved a little bit more away from like the technical stuff. Like I didn't program as much. I didn't build as many things in the shop, but I got to get the experience of like working and managing to some degree other engineers. And that is something I liked a lot and kind of like what my career goal is now is to become a project manager. I mean, you got the, you got, you got an award for teaching, right? Um, I did. Yeah. That's really exciting. So that must fuel the fire of wanting to be kind of a leadership role. And I guess teaching isn't very managerial, but it's, it's about managing people in the end, right? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah. Kind of, you know, being the leader in a classroom and then with the, the coordinator position was kind of, you know, that is kind of pure management. Um, yeah. I've really enjoyed that. So. Yeah. And the, and the, um, the award, was that something that you, you know, your fall term, you were like, I'm going to get this or did it just come about out of nowhere? Yeah, no. Um, so the, so the Bob Dance award, that's the one they give it to a group of TAs every year in the Allen school, the CS school. Um, and it's not something you apply for. It's basically every TA is considered and then students can submit what they thought of you throughout That's the year. And they'll look at your course evals and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, so fall quarter, sophomore year, it's the farthest thing from my mind. I'm a sophomore, I have no business being a good TA. I'm only in my third quarter, I barely know how to teach. Um, I had a pretty solid fall and winter, I would say, in terms of teaching. Actually, I felt my winter was, was a little bit rough. Um, I was teaching 142 for the first time. I never taught that. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I was, I took spring off for um, kind of, kind of split like mental health, but then also I was doing the internship thing. Um, and then at the end of the quarter, I got an email saying, congratulations, you've won. Can you come to CS graduation? To get nice. And I was like, they chose me <laughs> as one of the winners. And like yeah. seeing the the other two TAs that that wanted with me, I was like, oh my gosh, these people are like so good. Like I worked with one of them and then one of the other was, was a TA in the class. I was like, I was like oh my gosh. Like, mm -hmm. and then, yeah, like just, you know, being recognized was awesome. It was really a boost because I was kind of dealing with mental health stuff at the time. Mm -hmm. So it was like really great to like get that and like kind of validate like, okay, like I'm good at this one thing. I Put a lot of time and yeah. effort in. Um, I don't know if I was always the best teacher. I think sometimes maybe I could have got my students more engaged, but I think, you know, one thing I always try to put effort in is like my response time to students. So like I would always try to reply to emails within like five minutes. I wouldn't always do it, but <laughs> I try to at least be like, you know, one-on-one -on -one I try to be the best. Like I would try to be personable, interactable empathetic things like that that sounds like right out of a project management how-to book right there you know like um, yeah and it was the interpersonal yeah and the like you always think of like maybe your 
best students as like the ones that would nominate you. The people that nominated me were the ones that um, weren't maybe from traditional CS backgrounds or people yeah. that would do CS. Cool. Students that maybe struggle a little bit more in the class. Um, mm -hmm. And I was really surprised by that. I was really touched to know that I've impacted, you know, a good number of students in my time. Just, you know, for me, it's like, I just think of it as doing my job, but I'm glad mm -hmm. I had a positive effect on people while I was at UW, so. Yeah, kind of running the clock, but one more question. Totally. So um, looking at your LinkedIn, it's very, um, it's very accomplished. Uh, like, I guess if there are any high schoolers watching this or something like that, um, this wasn't the plan at all. I had no idea none of this. Like, I've heard of people getting internships and things like that. Yeah, like, if you showed me my LinkedIn probably like four years ago, I, I don't think, you know, I would think that's a totally different person. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I don't know. College is such a journey. Um, mm -hmm. It's treated me really well. I'm really fortunate to have had a good college experience despite some of the bumps I've had along the way yeah um but you know I think I haven't always worked hard I haven't always been the most motivated I haven't always had the right plan I always haven't had a plan mm -hmm. I haven't always um you know I've made a lot of mistakes and I think just you know I don't know just kind of one thing at a time working like putting in good quality work and effort into the things that you think are most important will pay off eventually you know yeah. as for me I had relatively quick return on some of that for you know other people that they might have to work longer before their hard work is recognized mm -hmm. um you know I'm kind of been privileged in that way um so yeah I think just keep working and I mean yeah no this was expected I'm so happy to be here um two yeah. weeks away from graduation and looking back you know, I don't get compliments very often, so thank you, Alex. Oh. I appreciate I appreciate it. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's yeah. I mean, my pleasure <laughs> anytime. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, uh, thanks for for reflecting on your on your four years and your high school with me. It, I think and that was really interesting. And um, best of luck after graduation at Zillow. And what are your plans, goals for the summer? Yeah, summer. Um, oh, that, that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I get to work from home the rest of the year. Um, it's kind of a company policy. So uh, I might, you know, if travel is starting to be allowed in the fall, I might take advantage of that. But in the summer, probably going to split time between Seattle and my family's still in Pullman. I have some friends over there. Coronavirus isn't as bad there. Um, yeah, so like once we've hit the phase where it's acceptable to see friends, you know, spend time over there um, with friends. Um, and yeah, just try to, I like hiking. So hiking trails are open and they're starting to melt. So I'm going to try to get back into that. And I don't know, adjust to being a full-time adult. Mm, yeah, that's different. Yeah. It was really cool talking to Aaron, really interesting stuff, and he's a really nice guy. Um, thanks for listening to it, and if you haven't already, follow me on Instagram at theboardstudent underscore official. I'll be posting some snippets from our talk that I didn't include in this episode, so make sure to tune in there. And if you or anyone you know is interested on being, in being on this podcast, uh, DM me on Instagram.